Hey everyone, Steve Kim here. Welcome to the Be Great, Be Kind Steve Kim Experience Podcast, special hashtag R Hill edition. I have Alan, Alan Ashmoli, the owner and operator of Premier Spine and Sport, who services Richmond Hill and the surrounding areas on today, sharing his time and his expertise on a little bit of it about his business, how his business has been impacted by COVID-19, uh, and most importantly, Alan's uh, so graciously offered to share some tips uh, for everyone who has been spending more time at home and living more of a sedentary lifestyle. So Alan, thank you so much uh, for joining us on today's podcast. Thank you very much, Steve. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, my pleasure, Alan. So, you know, for people who don't know Premier Spine and Sport, um, you know, a very, very well-known practice within Richmond Hill, Vaughn, Maple Thornhill area. Can you just share with people uh, a little bit about the business and the services that you offer and a little bit about who you are and your backstory? Absolutely. So I'll start a bit with my, with my backstory. I'm a physiotherapist or a physical therapist as, as it's known in the States. I was actually um, born and raised in New York and trained in, in New York. I got my uh, master's degree in physical therapy at uh, SUNY Upstate Medical University uh, in, in New York and in Syracuse. Yeah. And um, from there, I went on and worked at a very busy uh, private practice. We saw um, a lot of uh, anything from weekend warriors, um, Division One, Division Three athletes, college, college athletes. We were across the street from a major university, um, even up to pro-level athletes. We saw, um, and along with you know just everyday people, so regular orthopedic type of uh, injuries and issues, back pain, neck pain. Um, I was seeing anywhere between. 25 to 35 people a day so that's a very busy um <laughs> full schedule uh which uh, you know after a while you you you, you kind of um want to slow things down because i realized that my patients although they they were doing great and um they they were getting the results they wanted it took a lot longer than i had wanted them and maybe even they wanted to get those results and i felt it was because if they weren't getting as much one-on-one -on -one, um, time and as much attention as they should when you're attention is split with so many people at a time so i went to another practice and their model was a one-on-one -on -one care for for 45 minutes to an hour and um, you know clinical outcomes improved dramatically and um, patients were obviously very happy with that and um, uh, at some point in, in our lives uh, my wife and i uh, wanted to move up to uh, the toronto area um, just there'd be a better place to raise our kids. We got four little ones now. And, um, you know, just like any great mother-in-law would do when she hears that, you know, her daughter's going to move back home, she says, what do you need? <laughs> so I said, look, there's only one place. There's only one place that I would consider working at. And this was this um, chronic pain clinic um, that I had seen many times when I visited up here uh, on our trips, uh, right, in, right in Vaughan. It was called the Health Recovery Group. And that place was, um, it was very unique. It was one of the first multidisciplinary um, chronic pain um, centers, uh, I think in all of Canada. It's opened back in 1980. Um, they've done a lot of clinical research out of their area. A lot of the uh, chronic pain protocols that a lot of places follow uh, around the world uh, was developed by this clinic. Um, so she did what any great mother-in-law would do, walked right in and said, do you have any hirings? Do you have any openings? And, and <laughs> uh, fortunately they did actually. And um, wow. I was flown up for an interview and, and uh, I got the job. I was working, um, they had a, uh, a department in Mount Sinai Hospital. So I was doing assessments down at Mount Sinai with people who've had chronic pain meaning pain that lasted more than three months. Um, but these people had their pain maybe five years, 10 years, 15, wow. 20 years even. Um, 
and and they've tried a lot of things you can imagine right they've tried physio chiropractic massage um some had surgeries obviously a lot of them were on medication there was a lot of um, other things going on with them like depression so we had a whole team of people and that was what was unique about this place we had you know we had myself the physio um we had a chiropractor a massage therapist a psychologist a cognitive behavioral therapist uh biofeedback therapist um kinesiologist. So we had a whole team of people helping. Uh, we had a physician on staff. And, you know, I was, I was um, helping people who have had pain for so many years with this team and, and finally getting results that they didn't think they would ever make. And that was um, kind of where I shifted my practice to focus more on people with uh, chronic pain, more on people who've almost given up. Uh, because when you have chronic pain and you've tried so many other things, you get to a point yeah. where, you know, you kind of wonder, you know, is this my life? Is this what it's going to be for the, for, for the rest of my life? So um, that's kind of where I'm doing now uh, as a solo practitioner physio. And I team up with um, other people in the community, nutritionists um, and uh, psychologists and, and life coaches and things like that to help people get to where they need to be. So it really is almost like an all encompassing packaging, like, like, package in that it really you know you seem to focus really on complete wellness almost like a wellness center right so um not just kind of individual i guess you know acute pain here and there but really just taking care of the individual because i was on your website and one of the things that really resonated resonated with me is uh is this line you say people first patient second and i think that really really speaks to just your vision the way that you run your practice and just how successful your practice has been. So Alan, let me ask you, so I don't know how common it is, but like, you know, were you a kid growing up and saying, Hey, you know, one day I want to be a physical therapist. Like how did, how did that kind of passion to serve and to help people, where did that stem from and where did that come from? Yeah, I was, I was always one who, who loved to help, loved to serve. I was always volunteering for things. I was always, you know, keeping myself busy. Um, in high school, I, I, I played sports. I played football um, in high school for, for a couple of years. I did track for a couple of years. Uh, obviously, with my stature, stature, I was much better at track than football. Uh, and I've had a couple injuries. Um, and that's where I met an athletic trainer who, who helped me uh, with, with some things I had going on with my shoulder and my wrist. And um, at, at that point, I felt like I wanted to go. I knew I wanted to go into medicine. I knew I wanted to go something into healthcare. And at the time, I thought I wanted to be a pediatrician. But, you know, being a 17-year-old kid and you find out that it takes, you know, uh, four years plus four years plus residency, you're like, I haven't done school for that long. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. So I, I asked Lori, the athletic trainer, how long does it take to become an athletic trainer? She said, it's just four years. I said, that sounds good. So I started, I started studying to be an athletic trainer. And at one semester in, uh, I got introduced to the idea of um, a physical therapy. I've never heard of it before, but my... Um, my aunt uh, mentioned it to me. I have a, a cousin, I had a cousin who um, uh, had um, some disabilities and was getting uh, a lot of physio at home and a lot of care. And I got into this idea and I said, this is, you know, it's amazing because with an athletic trainer, athletic trainer you're treating a certain population, athletes, um, you're on the road, it's a rigorous schedule, but for the most part, you're treating one almost type of person, an athlete, whereas a physio, you're treating anywhere from, you know, Oh, anyone across the lifespan, multiple different, you know, workplaces, um, you can go in an office, you can work out of an office, you can work out of your home, there's uh, work out of a hospital and so many other avenues that are open to you. I, I can tell you my youngest patient has been a week old and my wow. oldest was 105. Wow. And um, <laughs> so I've seen, 
and I've worked in a lot of different practice settings and, and I've seen a lot of things. And um, yeah, the 105 year old was amazing. She, I always like to say she, she, she had a mind of a 20 year old. She, she moved like she was in her fifties. She was just amazing, amazing, amazing woman. Um, but, but that, that was what I, I found it really gratifying that, you know, I can kind of shift and pivot within this um, field um, as I, as my career developed. And that's kind of what I did and, uh, and where I am now. Um, so that's how I kind of landed on, on physio. Wow. Wow. So Alan, share with us, like, what, how was business like, you know, pre-COVID, before COVID, you know, kind of the stay-at-home measures, almost, you know, quasi, quasi-lockdown uh, measures. How was business like before COVID? Well, it'd be like any other, um, I guess, business, right? People calling people, you know, telling you the issues that they've had, they come in for, for assessment. We go through regular treatment plan, um, and when I say regular, um, I've been told that my regular treatment plans are nothing like they've seen uh, before. But okay. um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's regular for our practice because, like you said, we treat kind of the whole whole person. Um, yeah. And uh, you, you know, it, it was a regular business, obviously running through. Um, but post COVID, it's it's obviously very different. Um, my my practice is now virtual which is, which some people find odd. How does a physical therapist work virtually? Because it's a very hands-on profession, but there's, there's, there's plenty that can be done without our hands. And when it comes to chronic pain, it's actually the, the, uh, they don't need as much hands-on either. Um, Okay. So, so we do a lot more um, pain education. We do a lot more mindset. We do a lot more, um, uh, exercise-based treatments. And um, I mean, just last week, I was on a session with someone who, you know, the whole session, we just talked about, um, you know, how you can control um, kind of this negative state she was in because of this lockdown. Uh, I know a lot of people have, uh, you know, fear, anxiety, stress, a lot of different things going on. And um, her body just wasn't responding. She was in a lot more pain. Um, so we spoke about, you know, how she might be able to control it. And that could be through changing her mindset. Um, through physical exercise or through nutrition. And we talked about how she can control those three things and what would be the easiest way for her to kind of get in and change um, kind of the state she's in. And we didn't actually do any, you know, what you would call traditional treatment. We didn't do any exercise. Mm -hmm. We just spoke for about half an hour. I followed up with her the following week. She said she was doing actually amazing. Since our talk, wow. um, she, she got a little more physical activity. She changed her mindset. She worked on her nutrition. And I just had a call with her yesterday. It was our, our last session. Um, and she's had this pain for, I think it was neck pain for about 10 years. Um, and she had, it was our eighth session. I think half of them were delivered um, virtually. She was seeing me in office before COVID. And uh, she hasn't had pain in two weeks. She's been doing amazing just since that last talk of changing that mindset. And, and it just speaks to the power of how the mind um, can affect um, a lot of what we're experiencing, including pain. Yeah, and that's great. It's nice how kind of the business has pivoted and you found kind of an innovative way to still service uh, your patients uh, and people who are dealing with chronic pain and things like that. Let me let me ask you, Alan. Do you foresee kind of this being um, an added element to the business, where like maybe, you know, because of the situations and the challenging times that we're in, that you're like, you know what? I never really thought about offering virtual services, but maybe this is something that would be, you know, a component of your services moving forward. Is that something that maybe you might add moving forward? Well, yeah. Well, virtual services has been. Part of what I've been doing for quite some time, it, it never oh, really was okay. featured. It, it never really was featured. It really wasn't um, spoken about. But I get um, people from from all over, um, as you can imagine, the region contacting me, yeah. and 
um, you know, obviously when distance is a measure or schedule, work schedules, um, we do our sessions through through virtual therapy. Um, I've done sessions, you know, in New York. I'm also licensed there still. Um, so I've been doing this for, for at least five years uh, virtually. But it, at this point, it is going to be a regular part of our practice. Um, people will have a choice to, you know, uh, would you like to have an online appointments or would you like to come in in person? And, you know, we have to respect that even when things go back to what they call the new normal, there will still be some yeah. precautions and measures taken. And there will be some people who just won't feel as comfortable leaving their home, but they still need to be taken care of. They still have issues that, that need um, uh, care for. So we're going to be offering this uh, as a regular feature as well. Fantastic. Fantastic. So Alan, you know, would you be gracious enough to, you know, to offer maybe like one little tip um, for people kind of, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say for the ones at home kind of struggling with, you know, stress and anxiety admits kind of the lockdown, like what's one thing that maybe we should all be practicing or incorporating in our lives just to kind of, you know, maybe shift our mindset into more, a more of a positive outlook or a positive approach that you might be able to share with uh, the people watching and listening. Absolutely. This was actually something introduced to me um, recently and it's called the three G's and it's um, giving gratitude and growth. And uh, this is something um, that it's not mine. Uh, it's, it's by a, a mentor of mine, but it's uh, the idea is, you know, think of your three G's giving, whatever given today, who have you given to what forms of giving have you done? Um, grow. What have you done today to grow as a, as a person? If you're a father, a mother, um, if you're a caregiver, what have you done to grow either personally or professionally? And um, uh, gratitude. Who, who have you thanked today? Whether it be um, you know, family member or a coworker or just someone you interact with in the street or walking, you know, standing six feet behind in a line. <laughs> and um, you, know, you think about those three Gs and you always want to work on that lowest G. And if you're always working on that lowest G, you're, you're going to keep shifting that mindset up and up. That's amazing. Honestly, I like that really resonates with me. Like me personally in my life, I wake up every morning, I have a gratitude journal. It's something that I've been working on for a long, long time. And it's just, it's one of the things that I found have been, that has been absolutely transformative in my life. You know, people are always like, oh, Steve, you always have a positive outlook. You're always staying positive. The kindness really just always trying to find the, then being grateful for the things that I have in, in even in, in these challenging times, still understanding, training my brain, training the way that I perceive things and my outlook of always being grateful, no matter what, always being grateful. So uh, that's absolutely, that actually, really resonates with me. I would actually add, there's a lot of studies that, that look, that look at mindset and the physical effects of mindset, in, including pain. And, um, you know, the, mm. if you, and I always have this analogy, if you have a set of twins and they were raised in the same house with the same environment and the same people around them, right? So you basically have clones, right? Uh, however, one is um, just not eating well, um, hungry, he's cranky, he's moody, he's, he's just, um, you know, not sleeping well. And, and, and you've got the other one who's you know, he's happy, he's eating whole foods and um, you know, he's sleeping well at night, he's taking care of himself, he's exercising, right? And you get like Mike Tyson punching both in the gut. The one who hasn't been <laughs> sleeping and has been just cranky and you know, just not eating well, he's gonna feel that punch so much more oh, yeah. than the person yeah. with positive mindset. Um, and, and, and you know, it really speaks volume to how much um, this mindset and, and, and like you said, gratitude and stuff has an effect um, physically on us as well. Just think about, you have kids? 
Do you, do you have yeah, kids? Yeah, yeah, I have two, uh, two yeah. crazy kids. <laughs> yeah, two yeah, crazy. So, <laughs> and, I, and I've got four, and you can imagine when, when they don't sleep at night and when they're hungry, what, what are they like versus when they're well-fed, well-nourished, and well-looked yeah. after, what are they like? And that's exactly what we revert to when we're in a pain state. So. Yeah. No, that's good. No, that's really, really, uh, I appreciate you kind of sharing, sharing that. Uh, Alan, let me ask you, so where do you see your business, your practice, uh, your profession, where do you see it in the next kind of, uh, you know, let's say, you know, three to five years. So after COVID, you know, what's kind of in store for kind of premieres uh, for, for your business? So uh, as I mentioned, I partner with a lot of people in the community um, for the wellness aspect of, of my practice. So um, we'd like to bring all of that in-house and have a comprehensive um, chronic pain center helping uh, people um, with who haven't found success in other places, who haven't who tried um, so many other types of treatments, um, who feel like they're at the end of the line. Um, and we'd like to, to offer them solutions that they may not have even thought of uh, before. Amazing, amazing. Um, and then Alan, the last question is, is, you know, during these challenging times for people who want to check, check you out, check out the business, you know, whereabouts uh, can they go uh, right now for people, you know, who are looking for, you know, um, physical therapy, a virtual experience, the complete kind of wellness package, where can people go to find out about you and to, to request your services? Absolutely. So uh, they can go to www.premierspineandsport.ca, uh, Instagram and Facebook, Premier Spine and Sport. Uh, and, you know, I, I'd like to actually give a, a gift to your, to your listeners, if that's all right. So as a healthcare worker, I actually, wow. um, <laughs> I, I want to give back to the community because the community has been so supportive of our healthcare workers. We have McKenzie Health Hospital here um, and, and I visited there yesterday and uh, it's just amazing the amount of support the community has given us. So I want to give each of your listener, listeners their first virtual Physio, physio visit with me for free so they can find wow. out if they have an issue going on they can find out what's wrong why prior treatments may not have helped um, what they can do to start feeling better and what a specific custom plan might look like for them so they can go on my website premierspineandsport.ca and request a uh, free uh, discovery visit wow that's amazing it's super super gracious of you and it just speaks volumes to the type of individual uh, and human being that you you are, Alan. That is a very, very uh, gracious gift. And uh, I know that uh, the list, my listeners and people watching will only take you up on that offer. So uh, we really, really appreciate uh, Alan, before we end off the podcast, is there anything else that you'd like to share? Well, um, any last words, any last sentiments uh, before uh, we end off uh, today's podcast? I, I always like to say, you know, if, if you feel like you've tried everything and there's nothing left and, and you're in a lot of pain, that there's, there is other things that that um that you may not have tried that you may not have considered that other uh, caregivers uh, may not have known about so um definitely continue looking whether it's with me whether it's other people there are solutions out there there are so many people out there in, in your position there's so many facebook groups out there um that that um are supportive of each other just keep keep working keep searching for that solution Amazing, amazing. Alan, thank you so much uh, for sharing your time, your expertise, um, and your vision and your kindness with, with us today. Uh, I wish you and your family continued uh, great health, staying safe uh, amidst these times, and I look forward to meeting you in person uh, very, very soon. Same here. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone. You guys all know the drill. Be great, be kind, everyone. Stay safe and stay healthy. Take care, everyone.